Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. How was your weekend? I don't think you had any fill, but was it fun watching Lefty get another one? Yeah, as much as like I hated not winning, like that that part was okay, I guess. You know, it, it was cool to see a 50-year-old come back, and I have not eaten. Since the tournament ended, I'm on the Phil Fast. I'm doing it. I'm not going to buy his coffee because it turns out like that's just a scam. <laughs> like he's just trying to sell you coffee with vitamins in it. Like I'm going to buy coffee. I own coffee. I'm going to buy the the protein powder and whatever and just make my own Phil coffee. So you're not getting any more of my money. If, if I'd have had a ticket or maybe if he'd have gotten second to Usti, we could have talked about maybe sending Phil some money. But, no, I'm doing the Phil fast, but I'm doing, like, the junkyard version of it. Just putting together my own coffee. Dude, he's just putting – I know I know somebody who went through chemo who did this. Like, just putting a bunch of unflavored protein powder in their coffee because coffee didn't make them sick. So they were getting, you know, a shitload of protein and vitamins. That's all Phil's doing. He's mashing. He's putting a little cinnamon in there, too, I think. So I've got the Phil recipe. I'm Phil fasting. Otherwise, golf, golf went okay. Matchups were good. Um, daily matchups were okay. Usti, top 20, was really never in doubt after the first day. Like, he played very well. It just He did not make a putt over eight feet. If he could have made a couple long, you know, putts, it would have been fine. Uh, Brooks played great. All things considered, with his bum knee, we thought he was injured. Uh, he really gutted that out. So fun tournament. They should have. They should use this more often. It's been a while. I know they've done some uh, some stuff um, like World Cups or whatever. Some some corn fairy championships or I, that was the other course. I know they've done. You know, obviously in '91 they did the uh, Ryder Cup here, but hopefully this stays in the rotation because gorgeous course, really nice tournament, a lot of fun, and yes. Usti, bridesmaid. I think I had Burns as a bridesmaid, so I'm I'm stringing together a nice raw group of second places here. Maybe I should be. I bet some top twenty, top ten on uh, on my guy Usti, but maybe it should be top fives from here on out, or find some of these each way bets. But uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. The NBA was fun. I like. I don't know. I like. I like that they did four and four. I don't know. I, I like. Having some, I know it's all screwed up now this week, but I like that they had, uh, they didn't just mash like six games on Sunday or something. I felt they were going to do something stupid like that, but you could watch a lot of these games if you had a chance. I know you didn't even get to watch your Sixers because you're at a wedding, but that game was great. I told you I live bet some Sixers. I tried to get three and then I tried to get three more of it and then they tied it up. Uh, so ended up some Sixers minus five in the live betting. That was. That was nice. I think all my NBA live betting went good. And uh, I mean, how'd you, how'd it go? You pushed on your Sixers bet. Yep. Um, pushed on my Sixers bet. The Knicks, I ended up going with some Knicks first half. That didn't go so hot. They just had a slow start. It was interesting watching some of the home teams. Um, I think I shared in one of our chats. If you look, all the home teams for game one had terrible shooting nights. And I don't know what that is. I have to go back and look. Like For example, things like Milwaukee had a terrible shooting night because the Heat played excellent three-point defense. I know that there's a lot of you know information and thoughts and pieces about defense is not really being able to affect three-point shooting percentage as much, the, as much as the amount of attempts you take. But Miami really sold out hard on three-point attempts the other night. And I think that might be kind of a rare exception to that rule. But as you go back and look, I, I just thought it was interesting to see the home teams. I mean, just kind of 
qualitatively back of my mind. I wonder if having fans there both kind of energizes you, but at the same time is a change, is maybe a little bit nervous. You know, you go from shooting threes in a pretty quiet arena to every time you pull up here, everybody going, oh, to get excited. It's, you know, I wonder if little things like that, you know, are, are kind of jogging teams here. You also saw um, the play-in teams did very well. And I wonder if just because that's because, you know, they had played a game, they didn't take an entire week off. So, you know, just kind of a few nuggets there. Overall, it was okay. I would have preferred if the Knicks had won for our 4-3 bet, but Portland getting a win there was really great for our minus one and a half games. Feeling good about that. The Suns got the win there in the first game, so that's pretty great. Um, you know, if you got plus 190 or really any plus number at this point, you have to be feeling pretty good about the way the Suns looked and the way the Lakers didn't look. Yeah, good start by Portland. I, I rode you on the one and a half. I played some minus one twenty on just the series price as well. So I'm feeling my and and then you know, spoiler alert, we might bet some more Portland here. Um, my question to you, and I pulled up the odds this morning. I looked at uh, this. I'm not sure if you can see this very well, but the Lakers didn't. They looked a little listless. The Clippers looked a little tired at the end of the. And yet here we are with the LA teams at the top of the market still. Our thesis off air, and I mean, this was our thesis last week too with the prices before it started. It's like the books are maybe just saying uncle on LA money. Like they have the LA money. They don't need any more LA money. If they make these numbers bigger for the, you know, the LA teams, they're going to take more and that's not what they want. So even though they didn't look great, maybe the LA prices are going to remain depressed because of just the liability in the future books. So my question to you, and we already kind of answered this because we made a bet already this morning. Does this create value on some other teams in the West in a wide open year like this? Yeah, I think it does. You know, just like you said, these prices are up all year. And that's in a way what makes futures moves more interesting because, again, this has been open for months and months and months. and They've been piling up. LA money all season. The Lakers had a great start to the year. Um, they were like four to one to win the championship. I'm not sure what their Western conference number was probably around plus two fifty, something like that. Anyway, just soaking up money all year on the Lakers. Same thing with the Clippers. So like you said, they don't really want to move them. And as you look down the list, Utah really is going to struggle with that Donovan Mitchell. We can skip that. The Phoenix Suns is as good as they looked against the Lakers. Um, you know, we saw Aiton's getting suspended. We saw Chris Paul get a little beat up and, you know, you look at the Mavericks, the Mavericks got to win against the Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to be okay. I think, you know, kind of as I mentioned, that was a situation of a team like the Clippers having a week off, a team like Dallas, who was one of the best teams at the end of the season. If you go back and look, they had put up some really nice numbers the last month, you know, getting a chance to play, being in rhythm. Curious to see how the Clippers come out. But the Portland Trailblazers at 12-1, to 1, Andy, looks really appealing. I know we have them at minus one and a half games to win the series. They're up one nothing on the Nuggets. It's great that they got that win at home. You know, they close out this series, then they go into the winner of Phoenix, L.A. It's going to be a Phoenix team or a Lakers team, frankly, that I think probably will beat up. I think that's going to be a long series. You know, it's it's going to be clunky. But the Blazers at 12 to 1 looks like great value to me. You know, Dallas was a very good team the last month of the season. Portland was arguably the best team in the NBA at the end of the season. They're finally healthy. Nurkic being back makes a huge difference. They're five. Uh, their closing five is one of, if not the best five-man units in the league. Um, it's been a little while since I looked. They were first or second last time I looked a few weeks ago. But they just play very well together. Again, having Nurkic opens up a lot of other things. It lets Covington kind of float around on defense and do some good stuff. Powell has been a good addition. And they've got Dame. They've got McCollum in, in, in a year. And when the NBA has the style of really needing two initiators, two ball handers, to have Lillard, to have McCollum like that, and then, again, to finally be healthy – 
you start to look at some of these teams, there still are some lineup questions. You know, the Clippers, for example, only got, I think, 20 minutes out of Serge Ibaka, maybe even less. Portland's at full strength. I really like that number, 12 to 1. There is some better numbers out there. If you look at the chat, our buddy Kyle's helping you out with some offshores there. Um, and I think Vandal even has 13 to 1 as well. So yeah, both around, but I like that 12. If you are a losing better and you're still allowed to bet at some of those, feel free to uh, grab some good numbers. But even, yes, FanDuel has a 13. Hunt around, look at these numbers. Like like Alex said, there's going to be up all the time. There's going to be up throughout the series. It never hurts to grab some positions after, especially after we've given some information by these teams over the weekend. You did have a play for, is this tonight? I'm assuming. I didn't, like, I was already complaining about the schedule, how it gets mixed up a little. But uh, one play for tonight. Yeah, just two games, late games, Portland, Denver. That game looks about right to me. Denver's a small favorite. The total is being bet down. I wonder if that's an over situation. We'll see some shooting improvement. But what I do like here is Milwaukee minus four and a half. Um, That game was close from a scoring perspective. Milwaukee had a terrible shooting night. I think they were around 66% from the free throw line. I think they were less than 30% from three. Just tremendously poor shooting. And I did mention, I do give Miami credit for some of that poor shooting from three. They made it really difficult. But as the game went on, Milwaukee looked better and better. I think that they're going to make a few adjustments, hopefully. You know, Budenholzer's not great for that. But they looked to be doing some more backdoor cuts. They were finally doing some head fakes to get by some of these aggressive Miami closeouts and take advantage of that stuff. I thought the second half was kind of heartening for as a Bucks better, you know, given how poorly they shot. So happy to lay the four and a half again here. Seeing some fives pop up, that's fine as well. So Milwaukee minus four and a half, minus five. Um, I think they'll be able to cl- cover the number tonight. I'm down, especially like you said. And yeah, good luck playing that kind of defense for four, five, six, seven games. That's exhausting. You're going to tire yourself out and you're going to end up getting blown out one of these weeks or one of these games. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't realize it was that light of a schedule, just the the two games. So obviously yeah, cheering for our, our Blazers, a short dog. If I wanted to triple down on the Blazers, I might take the uh, Blazers money line. I will not do that. Maybe if they get behind and I get a bigger number on something, I, I might actually stay up and watch that game. I'll definitely watch the Bucks game tonight. Uh, yeah. Like I said, major tournament is done with now. We are now we got to wait like another month for another major. It's uh, <clears throat> the long wait, but we will head back to Texas. I think yeah, Fort Worth for the yeah. Colonial. We have uh, the Charles Schwab. Challenge is what we're calling. It. They always change the names of these things. It confuses me, but I did grab a couple outright, some small prices or small bets on some bigger prices early this morning. Um, one of these was actually fifty when I bet it, but it's forty now, so I will just put forty. Charlie Hoffman, Gary Woodland, and I always say Cockrack. I think it's actually Cockrack. Coat. I'm just going Coat Rack. I'm going to call him that, but uh, yeah, Woodland Woodland played well at Valero. He's played well in Texas. He actually top 10 there. He top 10 at this event last year. He's kind of been off people's radars, but he's a bigger name, and 40 to 1 was a little too much on him. Charlie Hoffman's playing really well. We joke about Charlie Hoffman. Like, people have made jokes about never Charlie Hoffman, but he is, what, 8 out of 11 of his tournaments this year, he's top 20. I'll probably have some top 20s on him as well. Only one missed cut all year. He's playing well. His numbers are fleshing that out. And he's, yeah, he's looking good. Somebody's asking, where's my answer future? Answer's price sucks. 
Like, I, I probably avoid him. I might look He's finally getting some respect. Sonics. He's getting the respect. And yeah, these are just some quick grabs in the bigger numbers. I know some guys that grab some massive numbers. Would not surprise me if somebody with a real big number won this this week. Even though Phil had a pretty big number last week, too. And actually, it's not like Usti was small, but uh, um, what was the third one? Oh, uh, Kokrak, Kotrak. No miscut this year's three top tens, putting really well. And actually, his approach game has been very good as well. So three early grabs. I'll have my whole card out as we go. Obviously, approaching the green tomorrow, I'll play Colonial. And we'll get into uh, – it has a fun little three-hole uh, little section with a nickname. I love golf courses that have a section with a nickname. That's what, uh, that's what drives me to continue to you know be great here and bet golf. Coco Goff, champion. She's a winner now. Like, we had joked about this at the beginning of the year. Like, is she just going to stop playing tennis because she doesn't care? She was uh, at, at her young age, but uh, she's really picked it up. So, hopefully, we get a bunch of Coco to continue to play. French Open is going to be really fun. It's nice to yes. see her adapt well on clay. You know, as I've mentioned a bunch of times, she is one of those players on tour that has a certain level of power to her strokes that not a lot of players do, and it's just a real advantage, especially in slow situations. So excited for her, but she's got the week off. The good news is there's other things happening, Andy. Strasbourg. We're in France. This is not what I wanted. That's what I wanted. That's there we go. Better. France. We head to the – is this clay? Is it just more clay? This is clay. Yeah, we're, we're in clay season. We're not going to – have any tournaments but clay and except for grass coming up soon the way the french open got moved around there actually might be a, a grass tournament starting in the second week of the french open but that's in a week the french open if you will we got strasbourg here that is in france so you've got some players here it's a smaller event um bianca andreescu is here but besides that there's not really too many big names otherwise we're going to take a look you know half unit each on these a couple dogs that i like um, Clara Burrell is going to be playing a Katarina Alexandrova. Alexandrova is a very good player, but the week before a Grand Slam is a great week to take little sprinkles on underdogs at nice numbers against players that might not be totally focused on being here. It's the week before a Grand Slam. Yes, it's in France. It's a pretty short travel situation, but I have a feeling that Alexandro Alexandrova might be here too. Maybe get a practice session or two in, maybe a match, collect a check, and then get to Paris as quickly as possible. She's in the second round here, so you know she's probably been able to cover her expenses at the very least. Burrell is a French player, a young player. She's not going to be involved in the French Open, I believe, unless she has a wild card. Haven't seen those yet, but she is going to be locked into winning this tournament if she can this week. So at plus 190, happy to take a chance on her against someone that I'm not sure is going to be fully motivated. In a similar situation, um, Christina McHale is plus 275 against Shelby Rogers. Um, I'm not actually sure if Shelby Rogers is already in the French Open next week. Her rank might be high enough, but I just don't understand her pricing this week. She is getting, she hasn't won a, a match on clay outside of Charleston, which we, I'm sure you guys remember isn't red clay. It's green. Was it's it Charleston or Charleston 2? Uh, I think it was just Charleston. I don't know if she was in Charleston 2. Original Charleston. On actual red clay, she's been terrible. And she was, a, I think, the fifth or sixth favorite to win this tournament this week. Really confused. Not sure what the market's doing here. So happy to back McHale, who's not necessarily one of the best players, but has been playing solid and at a big number. You know, I would have this closer to like plus 200, maybe even less than that. Really confused by what these numbers are. So happy to take a sprinkle on both of these. A few underdogs, Andy, for us. And these will be real early tomorrow morning, I think 5 and 6 a.m., respectively, East Coast time. You teased the French Open. You said the French Open isn't starting yet, but 
got qualified. Women, yeah, we've got qualifiers. Let's see, and, you know, I I grabbed a screenshot here of with fans. Like, what is the fan situation at Roland Garros? Do you know yet? Or I haven't checked into that. I believe all. they will have fans. I don't know if it's full capacity. I don't believe it is full capacity, but. We'll see. There should be people there. And this is one of the best parts about Grand Slam tournaments. The week before, they have a huge qualifying tournament. There are 64 women at Roland Garros here who are playing just to qualify to make the French Open. So if they have any interest in winning, they will have to have won three weeks in a row on the same court. It's pretty unbelievable. But they're fun matches. They're really competitive. You see some younger players versus some you know, players on tour who, you know, might be just here to get one sort of last chance, might be using their ranking. They're just really fun matches to watch. So we've got this all week starts. It wraps up just before the tournament starts. We've got a parlay here to start, Andy. We're going to put together two women, Asia Bahamut, who's playing Whitney Osigwe, and uh, Laura Arubarena, um, who's playing uh, Use Arconada. And really what we have here is two women. Mohammed is playing Osigwe. Osigwe is a young Canadian player, can be competitive on hard courts. Not very good on this surface. I just I struggle to see how she's going to be competitive in this match. Muhammad's lined right around minus 170. I have a closer to minus 200 by my numbers. So see some value there. But instead of laying the juice, I'll combine her with Adara Barena, who is a very good clay player, having a nice season herself. She's minus 350 against Arconada, who is just not very good. Again, I would have this closer to minus 450, almost minus 500. So happy to take them, put the two together at plus 105. I think that's a nice little parlay. And I'm going to take an underdog here. Um, this will actually be a full stake for me instead of a half stake. Leonie Kung is playing Stephanie Vogele. Again, not really sure why she's such a big underdog here. I have this closer to plus 130. Vogele has had a really rough season. I think that this is, line is more reflective of their rankings. And, you know, maybe what Vigeli did last year as opposed to what she's been doing this year. So a parlay and an underdog for us here. And, again, those start early in the morning as well. Looks like they'll be around 4 in the morning tomorrow. Yeah, so place these bets tonight if you want to get action, buddy. Unless you're maybe up early. Up I don't know. Maybe. Who up. knows? Maybe. I don't. Maybe you live in Or you're just Europe. up late on the West Coast. It's only 1 a.m. start time there. So you're up. That's you're watching true. basketball. Actually, no, it's basketball's over. Anyway, for, yeah, for for everybody, yeah, for one person's very early is another person's very late. So I do see that too, where it's like, man, you open up like a Twitter chat and like, oh, some people are up late. And then you look who it is, like, ah, they're West Coasters. That's not really that late. Like, they were only up till midnight. Just makes it look like total degens when it's two in the morning for them. So. <laughs> All right. Well, go Blazers. I'm not, I won't double down, but I, I've, I did double down. I'm not tripling down. Be cheering for them tonight, the Bucks. And of course, I will be working and working and working on my golf, get that going for the week again. It's not a major. But we still have fun. And uh, Chuck Schwab, it's a good tournament. Be sure to check out WinBet to the sponsor. We thank them. The pinned tweet on our Twitter account, at BrownBagBets, will have some links. If you are in Michigan, Colorado, or New Jersey, you can get signed up, get your $500 risk-free bet. We will uh, we'll leave those up, and we'll be adding more states shortly as we get the links. Thank you for any and all support. If you're in the YouTube chat, give us a thumbs up. If you're listening on podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz. Hopefully you have a good week. Hopefully all your teams win, all your bets win. Everything goes right for you. You get on the coffee fast with me, and we uh, you know, we look good, feel good. Swimsuit season. We'll catch you guys tomorrow, huh? Let's do it. All right, and hit the music.